All right, Hachamenu, Boker Oro Mevorach. I hope everybody's uh, <coughs> everybody's safe and sound. We take this time every morning to delve into practical she'elot uh, that are on the table. A lot of these questions our members send in, and they ask us for clarity, and we try to deliver them the answer according to halakha. Uh, last night, one of our members, uh, Mr. Jaime Dana, may live and be well, uh, had uh, sent in the following she'ela. Uh, as we know, uh, there is now uh, many pop-up minyanim that are coming around uh, all over the neighborhood, as we see. Uh, I didn't come here today to express my opinion on whether these pop-up minyani in the backyards on the front porches or on the patios are you know, are proper or they're not proper. I'm not judging the merits from the health standpoint if that's something that we should be doing or not, that you'll have to ask <clears throat> you know, your local rabbi uh, I don't want to weigh in publicly, you know, on that uh, on that hot hot topic that I'm sure is uh you know, very, very controversial amongst, let's say, the doctors have one opinion, I'm sure some other rabbis have another opinion. You're outside, you're socially distanced. Uh, I mean, you could argue that, you know, they're opening the beaches for Memorial Day. So if you can open a beach, uh, but you can't pray, uh, you can't pray in a private minyan, okay, maybe there's a dip. maybe you have to pray on the beach. Maybe that's the answer. Uh, they open, they op- I think they're opening up, I think they're opening up the tattoo parlors. Now, I understand tattoo parlors are essential. So if you can open up a tattoo parlor, I have to assume that you might be able to pray 10 people socially distanced. But then again, you know, everybody has a, a different opinion. I guess, you know, 10 could lead to 20 and 20 leads to 30. And before you know it, they're giving out snuff. And before you know it, they're doing all sorts of, uh, you know, breaches that can, God forbid, you know, we don't want to have a relapse of this. So again, I'm not going into the merits uh, and don't ask me, should I make a minyan in my backyard? Shouldn't I? What's the proper way? What's the proper thing? That you're going to have to ask your local uh, your local rabbi privately. And he'll, he'll, tell you, uh, he'll tell you what to do. But I'm discussing the reality today. The reality in Brooklyn and Deal, they are having a lot of these minyanim. Uh, you walk up the streets in Brooklyn, you hear uh, minyanim in every backyard today. Whether it's Minhan Arbit, whether it's Friday night, whether even some people are making shaharit minyanim. If anybody knows a minyan that's giving out breakfast, if you can let me know. I haven't found that one uh, yet over there. That would be a good item. A little coffee and maybe a Danish after. Uh, maybe I would support that. Nonetheless, the question was asked by Mr. Dana, live and be well. Uh, is there an issue of making the birkat me'en sheva? And I'll explain the question in these uh, backyard or house minyanim. What is me'en sheva? So let's go back to the Gemara in uh, Shabbat or Berachot. The Gemara says that in the olden days uh, they made a takana in Arbit after the Amida that you make a after you say Baychulu Hashemayim Ve'ares the Hazan says a special Beracha which is called the Berkat Me'en Sheva. And uh, what is this Birkat Me'en Sheva? Well, we, we don't have this Birkat during the week. 
what all of a sudden did it, uh, you know, pop up in the Sidur on uh, Friday nights? So the Gemara says, for good reason. It was a stalling tactic. Uh, you see, normally uh, the Syrians, we have uh, a custom to do anything in our power to end the service earlier, to get out early. And here, Hachamim made a takana in order to get out later. You believe that? They added something to the tefillah purposefully, uh, purposely in order to delay the tefillah. Why? So the Gemara says, because in the olden days they used to pray on Friday nights, they had a big kahal, so they would pray in the fields. They would go out to a special Bet Knesset, a big area in the fields. And then you'd have to walk home at night. You know, after Rashul, everybody walks home. Problem was, problem is that when they walk home at night in the fields, it's sakana. Because you have what's called mazikim. You have these demons that were very, very prevalent in the fields. And especially if you walk alone, it's sakana. So they wanted people uh, to be safe. And they were worried that a guy might come late on Friday night to the shul. And he might still be in the amidah. And the kahal's going to leave. And this guy's going to be alone. So what they basically did was, they delayed the tefillah by adding birkat me'en sheva. So everybody finishes the amidah together. Or at least that amidah together. Everybody leaves the bet Knesset together. And therefore nobody's left alone. And therefore basically the takana initially, from what the Gemara says, was an issue of mazikim. Okay, so you're going to ask me today, Rabbi... We don't pray in the fields. Today, we pray, Baruch Hashem, in the Bateh Kinesiyot, in the Bateh Midrashot. Uh, you know, there's no more uh, maziki, more than on a Friday night, than on a regular night of the week, in uh, Brooklyn at least. And therefore, the question would be, you know, why do we still have this minhag? The Rishonim, the Ritva says, once the Achimim established it, that's it. Lo peluk, they're not going to make a, a Hiluk. Once, once the establishment was established, even though we don't pray in the fields anymore, and we pray in the Betta Kinesiyot, the original Takanab in Koma Omedet, and therefore we still say the Berchat Me'en Sheva. No problem with that. And why don't we say it during the week? Because in the olden days, they didn't pray in those Betta Kinesiyot during the week. In the olden days, the Hakamim, the Shunim said they prayed at home. That she says they prayed in their homes. They would come home from work and pray at home. So therefore they didn't have this problem of uh, the fields on during the weekday to make an extra... Eron and Tefilat Hol. <clears throat> it was basically a Friday night issue when they prayed in the fields to delay the prayer so everybody could finish together and walk out of the Bet Knesset and protect themselves from Mazikim. Even though that reason doesn't apply today, but once they established it, they established it. Now the question is, where did they establish it? So seemingly they established it in the Bet Knesset. I mean, you go to the original Takanat, that's where they established it. The Bet Knesset was outside in the city. So therefore, Jaime's question is based on, well, now you're praying in the house, that's not a bit Knesset. So therefore, if you tell me the whole reason is that they establish it in the Bet Knesset, so maybe when you're not praying in a Bet Knesset, like you're praying in these house minyanim, so maybe there's no deen of, to say the Birkat Me'en Sheva at all. Uh, that is the, uh, the Sheila. And actually, uh, he has... Uh, he has a point, you have to give the man credit, because the Shohan Aruch in Siman Resh Samechet writes, Ve'omer Shaliyah Sibur, 
ברכת מעין שבע, השליח סיבור says ברכת מעין שבע, ואין היחיד אומר אותה. אוקיי, okay, that's a general alakha, you don't say this ביחיד. That means if you're praying I'll beat alone, you're not going to say ברכת מעין שבע, that we all agree on. If you're praying ביחיד, there's no ברכת מעין שבע, it was only said בסיבור. And then he says, מרן, מרן then says, in הלכה יוד, אין אומרים ברכת מעין שבע בבית חתנים ואבלים. Oh, the olden days had a custom on Friday night when you had a hatan, they would pray in the house of the hatan. <clears throat> it seems they would pray there Friday night and they would make sheva berachot and make a whole thing. So instead of going to shul, they would pray in bet hatan. So that's a case of praying in the house on Friday night. Or lo alenu balatashbi, the case of bet avel. They would pray in a mourner's house on Friday night. Sometimes they do that today also. They make the minyan on Friday night with the mourner. Also, the Shohan Aruch had this question. Do you say me'en sheva? You're praying in the house. So Shohan Aruch writes... אין אומרים ברכת מעין שבע בבית חתנים ואבלים דלקה טעמה דמאחרין לבוא שיהיו נזוקין. The reason doesn't apply. The whole reason was because they're going to come late and you're going to have the mazikim and all that. That was said in the Bet Knesset. That was not said in the private house. Therefore, Maran holds in a private house there is no deen of uh, there is no deen of מעין שבע. Okay? So the Chaura, <laughs> our question seems very, very simple. It's a Beferush Shulchan Aruch. I mean, sometimes the answer is right in front of your nose. It's right there. You don't say Bet Hatarim and Bet Abel, because he says the reason doesn't apply. So the Chaura, praying in your backyard, is no difference than Bet Abel and Bet Hatan. And therefore the Chaura, the deen should be, there would be no Berchat Me'en Sheba. Is it more complicated than this? Uh, yes, it is definitely more complicated than this. The problem over here is, is that we have, we have over here a Ben Ishai. We have a Ben Ishai, a Rav Ben Ishai. Hacham Ben Ishai is in Parashat Vayera, Shana Shiniya, Halakha Yud, Birkat Me'en Sheva. Now look what he starts off, with, with, with a bomb. He starts off, he drops an official Nuclear bomb on the whole sugya. En ikar ta'am shelahu ma she'amru rabotenu shabbat chabdalet shenitkena b'shvil ha-me'acharin be-bet ha-kereseh b'sadek. That's not the main reason that I just told you. Although the Gemara says the main reason is because the people prayed in the fields. and the, That's not the main reason, he says. Ela be'emet yesh batzorech gadol al pi ha-sod. Oh, oh. He says there's a reason according to the Kabbalah. Vehu bimkoma hazara. Oh. He says that the Enyan of Friday night, Mirkatma and Sheva, it takes the place of Hazara. Hazara. Hold it. As far as I know, there is no Hazara during Arabit. Uh, even the, the biggest black hats, they don't make. Hazara in Arbit. The most religious guys in the Kolel, uh, you know, that, that pray Arbit at 10.30 because they don't want to pray early. As far as I know, they do not make Hazara uh, in uh, Arbit. So what is the Arizal talking about? That the Birkat Me'en Sheva is a Hazara. There is no Hazara in the Arbit. 
so the Shara Kavanot explains that you're, you know the reason why you can't make Hazaran Arbit? Let's discuss Hazara for a second of more time. The Mikubalim believe that what is a more powerful Amida? The Lahash, the silent Amida, or the repetition of the Amida? The Mikubalim understand that the Hazara is higher than the silent. Why? The silent, we're worried about uh, the Mekatrigim, the evil forces that might grab our tefillah. They might hijack our tefillah. That's why we say it low. We say it low because we don't want them to uh, to hear it, and therefore, so it goes up, uh, you know, without any interference. But the Hazara, we're not worried about the Mazikim. Because since it's such a high level, we can say it out loud. And even though the Mazikim hear it, they can't touch it. So that's just a general rule, the importance of Hazara, according to the Kabbalah. Hazara is more higher level than the, than the Lahash. So whatever you wouldn't do during the Lahash, you shouldn't do during the Hazara. If you ever see somebody during the Lahash take out a cell phone and, uh, and send an email? Of course not. You throw them out of the synagogue. So imagine, but you see people doing that during Hazara. You can answer Amen and send emails at the same time. According to the Benish Chai, the Hazara is on a higher level. So whatever you wouldn't accept to do during the silent Amidah, for that matter, I have to say it to our members, you know, you wouldn't see somebody during the silent Amidah learning. Imagine in the middle of the Amidah, it takes out a book. What are you doing? In the middle of the Amidah, I want to read a Gemara now. I want to do the Daf. So the Chaura, during Hazara, you should not be learning or doing any extraneous things. So why don't we say Hazara uh, in Arbit? Because Arbit is the time of judgments. It's the time of Deen. Time of Deen, you don't want to say the Beracha out loud. Because if you say it out loud, the judgments can hold on to the Amidah. But Friday night, says Ariza, there's no judgments. Friday night is all mercy. So therefore, we're not worried about the, uh, uh, the, the, the Hazara out loud. So therefore, he says, Adraba, on a Friday night where there's no concern about, uh, uh, um, you know, these Mekatregim, Adraba, you should make the Hazara. And the Kafa Hayim actually shows us how the Berachah Me'en Sheva is a Hazara. Because on Friday night, we make seven Berachot. So the Berachot Me'en Sheva is going to have to have all the seven Berachot hinted to at least in, uh, in, 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 in its text. So if you look at the Kafa Hayim, in Res Samechhed, Seif Katan, Lamitet, Ketzad, Magen Avot Bidbaro, Neged Magen Abraham, Mehayem Metim Bimaamaro, Neged Mehayem Metim, Haela Kadosh and Kamohu, Neged Haela Kadosh, Hameniah Leamo, Neged Retsena Ruhatenu, Lefanadna Avot Bira, Keneged Retseshu Avoda. So here you got so it's a Hazara, Ben Ishchai says. So if that's the case, Lachen gam im metpalelim sibur bebet hatanim vavelim vechayotze, 
חייבים לומר ברכת מעין שבע. ובן איש חי סז, if you go according to the מקובלים, מקובלים זה יהיה חייב to make the, the ברכה, because it's a חזרה. Nothing to do with מזיקים, nothing to do... I put the Gemara, what do we do with the Gemara, רבותיי? The Gemara gave us a reason of מזיקים, and the בן איש חי comes along and says, nah, don't pay attention to that. The real reason is, it's Kabbalah, it's an Amidah, it belongs there, it's a Hazara. So, by the way, if it's part of the Tefillah, you got to do it anyway, whether it's in the Shul, whether you're in a house, whether you're in a Bet Hatam, whether you're in a Bet Aven. It's, it's part of the Tefillah. By the way, by, yeah, just let me just say one more point and I'll answer your question. Do, 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 when you pray at home in Ha, do you make Hazara in the Amidah? Of course you do. When you pray uh, Shahrir at home with a Minyan, do you make Hazara? Of course you do. Hazara is not a deen in Bet Knesset. Hazara is a deen wherever you pray with a minyan. If you pray in, 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 in the park, in Marine Park, you make a minyan. You make Hazara also. You pray in the airport, in the terminal uh, T5. You make, a, you, 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 make, you, make, you make Hazara. So the same thing over here, the same thing over here, the Benish Chai says, it, it's Hazara, it's a Benish Chai, it's going with the, with the Mikubalim. Question? It's not a problem. How come it's not a problem to do Hazara for Ask my, I'll go back. Why don't we make Hazara in a weekday night, Arbit? Because you said it's judgment time. Because, because of the judgments. Yeah. Friday night, Matthew judgments, right? Uh-huh. Huh? So there's no judgment Friday night? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Since there's no judgments, so you could say Hazara out loud, you have nothing to worry about. The Shailah would be then, why don't we say a real Hazara? Oh, Sheila Tova, why don't we say a, a full, a full, a full, full fledged? So the Shara Kabanot, Ayin Shab goes into that. He explains why we do it in the end, why we do a regular one. That's the Kabbalah's reason, but that's, that's the right question to ask. And uh, he explains why we do the abridged version of it. Fine. Question is. The question, but I don't understand. The Gemara gave the reason of Sakana. Now you're coming along and you're flipping the whole thing and saying, no, no, it's Sakana. So the Kafahim deals with that also. Back to the Kafahim. Resa Mechet, Sif Katan Lamedhet. The one right before that says. After he quotes the Gemara, he says, Vizet Ta'am Pashut. That's the Pashut reason. Aval Yadua. It's well known. Shekol Devre Rabotenu Zal. Him al pi hasod. You have to know that all the words of uh, the hakamim, they're al pi sod. Ve'yesh be'em sodot amukim. And every word of hazal, there's a lot of, uh, you know, secrets. Ela she'af al pichen malbishim otam bederich pshat. They dress it, you know, in a, in a, in a pshat way. But if you uncover it and you go into the layers of it, you'll see that it's really sod. That's right. And then he quotes, V'arav zal b'shara kavanot natan ta'am besod l'berkat me'en sheva v'hu kemo hazarat ha'amida. Finish like the hazarat ha'amida. So therefore, don't worry about the, uh, um, about the Gemara, says the Kafahim. They're being malbishit. They're giving you the simple reason, but peel off the layers and you'll see that there's deeper reasons. Oh, so now the question is, how do we follow? It seems here we have a classic mahlokit here between the Pashtanim and the 
מקובלים. מרן, clearly it seems not like the pshat, because מרן said do not say it in בית חתן, and do not say it in בית אבן. And that shouldn't worry us so much, because we know that once we have a revelation from רבנו הארי, so even though מרן says not to make the ברכה, and normally we would say ספק ברכות, להקל, because you have a machloket over here whether we should do it or not, but we don't say ספק ברכות להקל against the Ariza. Which when you have the Ariza on one side, you know, his, his traditions are, you know, are from Eliyahu and Navi, and therefore Lecha'ura, maybe we should say that we can, you know, we don't have to follow Maran. And anyway, the Ben Ishai writes, V'chen pashat ha-minhag b'Yerushalayim, he says, that's the Menach of Yerushalayim, the Benish Chai says. That any place where they have a minyan, and he just adds an apapisha en sham sefer Torah. Even though there's no sefer Torah in that place, it doesn't matter. Bezeh ha-minhag nitpashet bezman rabbenu arashash. Already the arashash, 300 years ago in Yerushalayim, came along, and he changed the minhag. And he said, listen, Abotai, you don't understand what Me'en Sheva is. Me'en Sheva is not what you thought till now. It's, it's a deen of tefillah. Therefore, he made the Menhag of Yerushalayim. You're always going to say it, no matter what. Then the Benish High concludes and he says, Wow. So he took the Menhag of Yerushalayim and he exported it to Baghdad. So therefore, if you win Baghdad, uh, and you were praying, you know, on the roof in Baghdad on a Friday night in the summer, you'd be saying, Birkat Me'en Sheva, because the Ben Ishchai held that, uh, you know, that's the, uh, that's the deen, it belongs, and therefore, not only in Yerushalayim, he felt that Yerushalayim, okay, that's Rashash, but it belongs, it belongs everywhere. So if you're, if you're a Ben Ishchai uh, person, the Chaura, you have to say it, there's nothing to talk about. Now, there are some other nafkaminot that will come out of this. Um, will come out of this. Uh, will come out of this subject. I want to read to you uh, what Rav Hida writes. Rav Hida in Mahazik Beracha, in Siman Tav Kuf Pebet Ot Gimal, has the following question. Let's say it's the Friday night of Aseret Yemet Teshuvah. So we know that in the Abidah you have to say HaMelech HaKadosh. And if you forgot to say HaMelech HaKadosh in the Amidah, second, if you forgot to say HaMelech HaKadosh in the Amidah, that's a deal breaker. Then we know that you have to go back and repeat the Amidah. So Rav Hida asks, what if the Hazan makes a mistake in Me'en Sheva and instead of uh, uh, saying HaMelech HaKadosh, he says, Ha'el ha-kadosh kamohu. And they didn't correct him. They didn't correct him. And he finished the beracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mekadosh HaShabbat. Then they tell him, Oh, hey, you, you said Ha'el ha-kadosh. You didn't say Ha'melech. Do you make him repeat it or not? This is the question of Rav Hida. So he writes, Ha'rav shiire katav di'im ta'ashas b'brikat me'en sheva v'amara el ha-kadosh chozer. And the Pri Hadash argued, Even though 
נהייתם בתוך כדי דיבור, גוערים בו ומעזרים אותו, אבל אם בדיעבד בירך אותה ולא אמר המלך הקדוש, אין מעזרים אותו. listen, if you catch him right away, yell at him, hey, מלך הקדוש, but if he, if he forgot the whole thing, it's only a סכנה item, therefore we don't have to treat it so uh, serious to repeat it. So comes out, we have a mahloket over here, whether you would repeat the ברכת בן שבע או נת. Now, I think it's clear to say that this mahloket would also depend now if you're going to go according to the pshat or you're going to go according to the kabbalah. If you go according to the pshat reason that says the reason why they established ברכת בן שבע is because of sakana, uh, okay, so it's, a, it's an item. You don't have to be so careful. You didn't say, hey, la melech, it's not an amidah, it's not an amidah. It's a delay tactic. It's a delay tactic. It's a paragraph of a delay tactic. Masha'enkin, if you learn according to the Benu Ari, that it's an Amidah, that it has a din of a Hazara, so then, uh, what's, the, what, what's the law, by the way, if Azab forgets a Melech HaKadosh in the Hazara, he has to repeat, he has to go back. So the Chavra, he would have to go back as well. And that's what the Hidah writes, by the way. The Hidah, the next paragraph says, V'chol Rabbanim, all these rabbis that I quoted, Katvu al Pshat. אמנם לפי מה שכתב רבנו הארי, דברכת מעין שבע חובה היא, ורזל שאמרו מפני עם שבשדות, and those gemara that said it's because of the people in the fields, סוד שטו בדברי קודשם. There was a secret hidden in their words, והיה העלמה, and they kept it secret. אם כן, מאחד לכל רבנים ענת אותו מתנה חובה, בהגלות נגלות אמרי קודש הארי. Now that we have the revelation of the הארי, לחובה היא, וגם נזל כיוונו לסוד הדבר, הנחמים established the סוד, שהיו נותנים תם לפי הפשט. Now he says no question about it. If the Hazab forgot the Melech HaKadosh, you would have to repeat it according to the Meku, Meku, Meku Balim. And that's how he comes out, the Hida. That's how he comes out. That's the Zalakha Lamasa. You would have to repeat the Brikat Ben Sheva according to the, because you go according to the Kabbalah. There's another Uh, question that uh, we can ask. This I saw brought down in the Sitz Eli Ezed, actually. Uh, we started learning Sitz Eli Ezed, beautiful sefer, as I mentioned to you yesterday. Uh, he is in, I think it's Helek Tet, no, sorry, Helek Zion. And it is the, if I'm not mistaken, the 23rd question. Uh, the Sitzeli Ezer received the book of Rav Saryal Diblitsky, Zecher Sadiq V'Kadosh Levracha, great Mekubal from Yerushalayim. So Rav Saryal sends him the Sefer. Like, like it's a customary. Rabbis, when they finish uh, write a book, they send it to all the Tzadikim you know, to look at it, to, to give them uh, observations and so on. So in that Teshuvah, he says, you know, Kvod Arav, I read your book. Great book, unbelievable, but I have some observations. You want to ask me for my opinion, I'm giving my opinion. He says, in one of your entries over there, you're right, that when you make Birkat Me'en Sheva, it's not proper to bow. When you say, Baruch Atah Hashem, when you say the Berachah Me'en Sheva, it's not proper to bow. And you say, whoever bows, you know, it's To'en, you got to stop them, and it's a, you know, it's a terrible thing. We have, to, we, have to, we have to stop the people from doing this. It's a, it's a big crisis that we have in the community. People are bowing during Birkat Me'en Sheva. 
It's not one of the signs that Mashiach's coming, but he held that it's uh, you know it's enough to write about in his book that he should stop doing it. The Sitzli Ezer says, hey, listen, first of all, he shows some books that show the custom was to bow. So, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't be so strong. And then he says, and especially according to Rabbeinu Ari, that holds that the Me'en Sheba is a Hazara. So if it's a Deen of a Hazara, the bowing should be, uh, should be necessary. I mean, do you bow in the Hazara, by the way? Absolutely. You bow in the first Barakah of the, of the Hazara? Absolutely. So then he was just using the Arizal there to, you know, throw in that, you should bow. However, I'm well aware that we don't bow. I know we don't bow. And I found actually Hacham ben Sion, Abba Sha'ul, in his Orlet Sion, in Orlet Sion, Helek Bet, he has, in Perek He, Halakha Yud Gimal. Over there, Hacham ben Sion is talking about you know, places that you're supposed to bow and places that you're not supposed to bow. Because really, in the places that you're not supposed to bow, you're not supposed to bow. People think, ah, oh, it's nice, I'll bow. No, no. Halakha says you only bow with Achamim said to bow. In the footnote, he says, Umeoto ta'am, lo yachria or lo yichra shaliyah sibur bebrekat me'en sheba. Kevan shelon nitkam sham nechrawa. Okay. So, he held Chamenzion that there's no takana to bow during the end Sheba. I remember uh, I used to meet a Hazan in, uh, in the Torah Center. I used a Torah Center on Friday nights when Rabbi Maxi, may live and be well, Rabbi Mordechai Maslaton was the rabbi still in Ahayezah before he moved to Ketesiyon. And I was like the unofficial Hazan on Friday that would invite me. And uh, the first two, three weeks I was Hazan, I would bow during Birkat Me'en Sheba. I don't know why, not because I knew anything, not because I saw it anywhere. That was my... Uh, my practice, I, I, was, I, mean, I don't know what I was thinking. So my Maxi came to me after the third week and said, I see you bowing. What, what's, what's your record for that? What's your source for that? I thought, okay, now and they forced me to look it up. And the truth is when I started to look it up, you don't see anybody that brings down really the bow. And he says, we don't bow. I mean, is not the bow. Then he showed me this chambension over here that says, uh, you know, the minhag is not the bow. So... Even though we're going to hold it's a hazara, the minhag is not about fine. And maybe it's like what David said, because it's not a real hazara. It's not a seven berachot hazara. It's a me'en hazara. So therefore, maybe it doesn't have all the rules of you know bowing. Another question uh, that came up, uh, Rabotai. Another question came up was uh, that the Benish Chai has. Ben Ishai has this question in Rav Pa'alim, in Helek Gimal, Siman Chav Gimal. His question is, if let's say the Hazan is saying the Berachat Me'en Sheva, and you hear Kaddish, should you answer Kaddish, or the Varim Shepikidusha in the middle of Berachat? You know where this would happen at the Kotel? You go to the Kotel of Ma'arabi, there's Minyanim, all over the place, especially on Friday night, Ken Yirbu, God willing, we'll be able to go back to the Kotel, and we'll be able to experience the Friday night, which is Me'en Olam Abba, and you have all these Minyanim that are next to each other. So you have the Hazan saying Me'en Sheba, and the guy next to you saying the Kaddish. 
So the question is, should the Hazan interrupt, uh, uh, you know, it's a Kaddish. What's the She'ela? Since it's only established for Sakana, so it's not, it's, it's not worth the Kiryat Shema, by the way. If you hear Kaddish during Kiryat Shema, do you make the answer? Absolutely. So therefore, just like you're answering Kiryat Shema, Me'en Shema is not going to be better than Kiryat Shema. Or maybe not. At the end, he comes along and he writes that once already we learned from the Rabbeinu Ali that the Beracha of Me'en Sheva is a Amida, it's a Hazara, you cannot answer Kaddish. That's the Benish Hai comes out. And what's the Pshat? Do you answer Kaddish in a regular Hazara? Which means the Hazan. The Hazan that's making the Hazan, not the Sibur. The Hazan. But the Hazan's making Hazara. If he is a Kaddish, does he answer in the middle of his Hazara? Of course not. Of course not. So therefore, just like he doesn't answer in the regular Hazara, Ben Ishai says you're not going to answer. So that would be another Nafkamina. There's a lot of Nafkamina to come out if you hold, you know, if you, the way you look at the uh, Me'en Sheva. And that's the way he, uh, he concludes also. Uh, so now, now let's come to the, uh, let's come to the conclusion here. What are we going to do in the Ma'aseh? What are we going to do the Ma'aseh? So there's an interesting Rav Hida. The Rav Hida is in the Birkei Yosef. The Birkei Yosef brings down in Res Samechet Ot Dalit. He throws in a new curveball over here. Shebechol makom she'en sefer Torah En Omrim Birkat Me'en Sheva. Oh, new item. New item. He throws in Sefer Torah. Now, obviously, what, what, what was the Benish Hai's opinion on that? Benish Hai said in Yerushalayim, they said it in Bet Hatan and Bet, uh, Bet Aven. So he writes in Kambensiyon, that uh, even though the Benish Chai said, "Afiyah Kabbalah Shlich Lo Amram B'Kol Makom V'Shkenem Agrushalayim V'Atam Mishum Shi Birushalayim Hashuva Kim Kom Sheish Bo Sefer Torah." Wow, Yerushalayim has a dean that has a Sefer Torah. Wherever you are in Yerushalayim, it has a dean of there's a Sefer Torah over there. Okay, but that doesn't explain the Benish Chai exported that minhag to Baghdad, like we saw. What does that mean? You're gonna tell me in Baghdad also has a dean of Sefer Torah? I mean, he wrote over here in the Benish Chai. Uh, so he took the Minhag of Yerushalayim. You can take the Minhag of Yerushalayim to Baghdad. I have no problem. You can't take the Kiddushah of the Sefer Torah to Baghdad. You can't take the Kiddushah of Yerushalayim to Baghdad. But nonetheless, he comes over here in a landmark ruling and he says, now, even though follows Benish Hai and he's a Mekubal, why? He says, We know that. According to the Pshat, for sure you shouldn't say it. By the way, according to the Pshat, even if you have a Sefer Torah, it's not a Bet Knesset. You only say it in a Bet Knesset. That we know according to the Pshat. Like Shohan Aruch said, you don't say it in Bet Avil and Bet Hatan. Ve'af lefiya Kabbalah, and here's his curveball. And even according to the Kabbalah, 
אין הדבר מפורש בדברי האריזה. דאריזה נפש סט בפירוש that you say it in a house. All the Arizal said was, it has a deen of Hazara. Has a deen of Hazara. Now we're implying from that, oh, what's a deen of Hazara? So therefore, but it's not something that was written beferush. And therefore he says, it's a dikduk from Shana Kavanot. He says, it's not conclusive. Ve'alken, טוב יותר לעשות כדעת מרן ולא לומר שם ברכת מעין שבע. He says, ירושלים, I'm not changing the מנהג. ירושלים נהיה במנהג. בירושלים ימשיכו, שהוא מנהג מזמן הרשש, כמו שכתב רבנו בן איש חי. But outside of ירושלים, if you don't have a ספר תורה, he doesn't want you to, uh, he doesn't want you to say it. Even though, אריזל, it's not בפירוש. Okay, who's going to explain it to us better than Achab Ben Zion? So therefore, Rabotai, let's, let's, let's stop for this, at this point. So if you're praying in these backyard minyanim or front yard or hallway minyanim, whatever it is. By the way, this happens sometimes in the summer also, even without a pandemic. People pray Friday night in the house. According to Achab Ben Zion, if there's no Sefer Torah there, you shouldn't... Uh, now, it sounds like from Achab Ben Zion, but if you had a Sefer Torah there, Like some, some houses have a Sefer Torah. They read it from time to time. It could be that, according to Chamen Tzion, you know, you would. But as a general rule, homes that do not have a Sefer Torah, we're going to come out, do not say the Beracha of Me'en Sheva. That is the Halakha Lama'aseh, and that's what we do. We follow Chamen Tzion. Chamen Tzion says, it's not Beferush in the Shara Kavanot. It's not written explicitly. So therefore, since Chida says you need a Sefer, And we don't have a sefer. Yerushalayim is going to say, like, you have a sefer. So it's better to shev al-tasev. Once Chabim Tzion was posek like that, and for sure Chabim Vayahod, you don't do it. Because Chabim Vayahod doesn't go with the Kabbalah at all. Chabim Vayahod is going with Maran. Maran says, don't do it. So you have Maran not to do it. And it's not B'firush in Shara Kabbanot. Chabim Tzion says, you don't have a sefer Torah. He's not changing Mirhag Yerushalayim, but do not, do not, now, I will just say one more halakha that comes out of this. Listen, we can go either way. What would you say like this? Famous case. Listen to the case of Botai. It's Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday is Rosh Chodesh. Tuesday is Rosh Chodesh. It's one day Rosh Chodesh. <coughs> you prayed Minha. You prayed Minha. You forgot Ya'alev Yavu. What's the law if you forget Ya'alev Yavon Rosh Chodesh? You have to repeat. You prayed Minha without Ya'alev Yavon, and now already it's Arbit time. Now it's Arbit, and you remembered. Oh, I forgot Ya'alev Yavon Minha. What's the law? It's a Mahloket in the Tosfot. It's a Mahloket. Between Rabbeinu Tam and Hachme Provincia. So what's the Mahloket over here? If you're going to tell the guy, pray Arbit twice, what are you going to gain by praying a second Arbit? You prayed already, Minha. You prayed the 18th Berachot. You just missed Ya'alev Yavu. You're not going to gain the Ya'alev Yavu in the second Arbit. It's not Rosh Chodesh anymore. So you're not going to gain anything. The 18th Berachot, you prayed. You just didn't say Ya'alev Yavu. So one opinion says, do not say Arbit. Do not say a second Arbit. Because you're not going to gain anything. Another opinion says, no, when you don't say Ya'alev Yavu in an Amidah that you were supposed to, 
you didn't do anything. It's a zero. So therefore you should pray a Hazara, I should pray, I mean, a second Arbi, because at least you'll get an Amidah. It's hinged on how do you look at an Amidah without Ya'alev Yavo. Do you look at it as an Amidah, but does have Ya'alev Yavo? Therefore, there's no reason to make Tashlumin in, in the case on Motzeh Rosh Chodesh. Or do you look at it when you miss Ya'alev Yavo, your whole Amidah is invalid. Understand the, the Mahlogah? So what does Shohan Aruch say to do in such a case? Pray Tashlumin Al-Tenai. Make a condition. And say, if Ta'alaqah says that I'm obligated to pray this Tashlumin, here it is. And if not, Got it, Rabotai? That's the way we do it. Now let's give the same case that happened on a Friday going into Shabbat. Friday was one day Rosh Chodesh. Friday was one day Rosh Chodesh. You forgot Ya'alev Yavu and Amidav Minha. You prayed Minha, you forgot Ya'alev Yavu. Now it's, it's Friday night. It's okay, beauty. I'll pray to Amidaz and I'll do this tonight. The problem is, you're not allowed to bring a Nidaba on Shabbat. You can't bring a Nidaba on Shabbat. So you can't, you can't do this, uh, you know, if I'm obligated, it's Hayyub. And if not, Nidaba. Don't work. You're stuck. So what do the poskim say? Tell the Hazan to have you in mind in Bikatme and Sheva. Oh. Oh. And Shuhan Aruch, by the way, writes that. That you're allowed to use Me'en Sheva for an Amidah that you missed. You can tell the Hazan and... Now, what do you see from here, Lechaura? How, how would you look at that? That sounds like... And that, even Shuhan Aruch is writing that. Put Shuhan Aruch on the side. If I just heard this Halakha on its own, there you go, that's the Arizal. That's, it's Amidah. If it was just a Sakana item, how am I using this for an Amidah? Here, it's a... But we cannot say that because Shohan Aruch, who holds you don't say it in Bet Hatan and Bet Avil, still said you can use it as a Hazara. So you have to say that, that Shohan Aruch was lenient because it's Arbit. And since Tefilat Arbit is Rishut, so they let you get away with a, a, a It really is not a Hazara like, uh, like the Arizal said according to Shohan Aruch. But it's enough for Tefilat Arbit. And that's the way the Mishnah Bura sounds to say. When the Mishnah Bura quotes Mara, Maran quotes... He's giving you a case where you prayed the Amidah on Friday night, but you prayed the wrong Amidah. Now you want to have a makeup. Oh, oh, you didn't pray at all. When you heard Mirkat Me'en Sheva, Merosh Va'adasof, Yatsa. So Mishnah Barua says, why Yatsa? So he says, Mishum de Tfilat Arbit Reshut Mekilinanbe. So, it throws in Tfilat Arbit. What do you mean? If it was a regular Hazara, what do I care Tfilat Arbit Reshut or not? Is it between Ha or Sha'arit? So, again, that's no proof. You can, you can hold that it's a Masikin item, but you can still use it as a Tashlumin for Arbit. Nonetheless, Rabotai, we come out the Halakha, if the people are praying in their homes on Friday night, like they're doing now in these uh, rogue minyanim. I don't say rogue, meaning minyanim that, you know, because the shoes are closed, we would advise to them to follow Ham ben Siyon and not to say uh, uh, the Birchat ben Sheva. The question would be if they have a Sefer Torah. Some houses, they pray in the house. They have a Sefer Torah and uh, the Chaurah. You have the Ben Ishai. 
you have Minhagiru Shalayim, you have the Rashash, you have Kambin Siyun also. He's only saying it don't do because no Sefer Torah. But it sounds like if you had a Sefer Torah, I mean, let's just see. On top, in the Halakha, he said, En Omrim Birkat Menchev Bebayit She'en Bo Sefer Torah. So if you have a Sefer Torah, I, I, by the way, I, I think it doesn't mean it doesn't mean just sefer Torah just, uh, just for, 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 for for decoration purposes. I mean, sefer Torah, they, they're using it. I mean, they pray, they pray, uh, they, they use it. How, how many times do you have to use the sefer Torah? That's a shayla that he doesn't. Uh... He has an interesting question at the bottom. He says, "What about a bet Knesset that's all avelim bar minan? You go to the bet Knesset, the, the ten guys of minan all avelim." <clears throat> that's not called Bet Avel, that's called Bet Knesset. Because they're praying in the Bet Knesset. So therefore, even if they're all Avelim, you stop to say Birkat Men Sheva. Okay, Rabotai. Hope that answers the question. We'll give some clarity to the sugya. We will uh, we will stop it. Any questions, Rabotai? We can answer them. If somebody misses Men yeah, Maran says you can do it. Maran knows like that. I'm just saying, <clears throat> you're forced to say that, obviously Maran didn't know like the Arizal, because he said you don't say it in Bet Hatan. So you have to go with the Mishnah Baraz, we said, Tiflat Arbite, Kelu. Tiflat Arbite, they were lenient, because Tiflat Arbite, they shoot. So they gave a leniency for Arbite. But if it was a real Hazara, what do you have to come, what do you have to come along and say, Tiflat Arbite, Kelu? Yes. Unless, by the way, unless I'm just thinking now, no, maybe it means Tiflat Arbit Tekelu. You missed seven Berachot, and now you're just doing one. That's that's the Tiflat Arbit Tekelu, which means we never saw that you can miss Amidav seven Berachot and make it up with a one Beracha. Maybe that's what the Mishnah means. But Tiflat Arbit Tekelu, that the seven Berachot can be made up with one. But again, even if you want to learn like that, which, is, which probably makes more sense, but the point is. Uh, uh, the Ben Ishai uses this as a proof that it's a Hazara. He wants a proof, you see over here, it's a Hazara like the Arizal said, and therefore that's when he writes enough Pa'alim. One time I thought with the uh, summer Minyani, maybe I'm not maybe, uh, remembering correctly, or maybe the rabbi went differently. I thought we asked one time with these summer Minyani and seemed to remember that the rabbi said, Ham Baruch used to say the same in Shiva. If I'm not mistaken, no, it seems Akam Baruch, if I'm not mistaken, uh, said that they're following Minhagiru Shalayim. Akam Baruch was a Benishai, obviously. They follow Minhagiru Shalayim, I guess, and Minhag Baghdad also, because he said he exported it. I'm giving you what Akam Ben Sion says. It, it's not the Nyan of Nyan Kavu. You need a Sefer Torah. It means you have a Sefer? It's a Nyan of Sefer Torah. Yeah, I think it's Aruch HaShulchan mentions the Nyan of Nyan Kavu. But again, if, if you go with the Hidar, it says you need a Sefer. So again, I would have no problem. If you have a Sefer in the house and you use it from, I don't know, time to time, I don't know, whatever the number is, for sure you can be lenient. And those that are doing it, all right, they have with their lines. Hag Yerushalayim, Hag Baghdad. I think Habaruch said... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't say. Because according to Arizal, you're for sure you're okay. 
Skambetzion is hedging because it's not a beferush. You don't have an Arizal that says to say it and buy it. All the Arizal says is it's like Hazara. All right, so you can go, uh, you know, does that mean? Everybody's making the next step. Meaning, if it's a Hazara, all these things come out. But since it's not beferush, he doesn't want to make a beracha where there's no sefer and so on and so on. Okay, so no I don't think so. I don't think it's a problem. Okay, boys. Yom Tov. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay, Thank you.